This is Brian H. Waters of the Wrestling Realm and host of Break It Down with Brian H. You are listening to the Big Gold Belt Podcast. What's up, folks? Welcome back to the Big O Belt Podcast, episode 301. As we just crossed over our major milestone, our 300 episode last week, it was a lot of fun. Uh, thank you so much for all the love, support, the special guests that we had, all the other things um, that really made last week truly special in our two-hour live stream. You can find that um, podcast on all of our audio platforms, and you can watch the video on um on youtube uh jamal i see you're messing with your uh your biggest milestone over there in your playstation 5 remote uh because you didn't have to deal with the shenanigans over the last few days huh <laughs> uh the last few days no but i um had to deal with shenanigans for about two, about two weeks yeah and welcome to the party will i'm the one dealing with shenanigans now because <laughs> walmart confirmations apparently mean nothing i found out today so I am in now on my second attempt that I now do not believe anything about because wow. pending a word of advice for those trying just because you have an email confirmation, just because you have a pending credit card charge, that don't mean nothing. Wow. They will cancel it if they want to, because they'll just suddenly say, we don't have the stock we thought we had. You need wow. to try again. So until I see tracking move, I trust no one. <laughs> I'll be to the party soon enough, but it I was I was fired up today, let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I did not I did not know that. That is a little heartbreaking. I was thinking they're like, yeah, the whole crew over everybody be good. Sellers, me and Sellers got the uh Xbox and you two got the PlayStation. So I thought we were all good, but uh I guess the Soon fight enough. goes on, but fingers crossed now that you're good, you know. We're hoping. Uh, we hoping. Yeah. I'm glad to see Kamal got his hook up there. So soon <laughs> enough, I will be at the party. PlayStation 5 remote to sit in the back, just in case y'all was wondering. <laughs> Off the easy humble. <laughs> but yeah, last week was a lot of fun, man. It was good to uh, really uh, chat with a lot of people uh, and, and really put what we've been doing over the last five years into perspective. But uh, this week, we're back. We're back. We're back to our regular scheduled program. But I will say this. Uh, we do have, including this episode, three more episodes to go this year. And uh, we like to take um, a month off in January to kind of uh, reset, recollect. We go back to the drawing board, put things into perspective where we want to go to and ultimately uh, some rest. So um, after the conclusion of these next three episodes, uh, will we, we will return uh, February. Unless there's like breaking news or something like major, then, you know, we will definitely um, we would definitely, you know, jump in to uh, give our thoughts and stuff on that. So 
that should be fun. Anyway, the rest of the crew should be on um soon, so we'll we'll see when they jump in. But let look, let's get back into the world of wrestling. Like a lot of crazy things have been happening in wrestling, and again, because last week we celebrated a, a lot and we didn't really get to talk about the things that was happening. So this week we're going to kind of compile the things that's been happening over the last two weeks and things to come. Uh, but we have to immediately talk about the Don Callis and Kenny Omega. The Tuesday to Wednesday night little mini universe of things that's kind of happening um, and really put things into perspective uh, with what's going on. So I think I want to start off immediately by starting off with you, Will. Overall, soft opinions of everything that's happening. Are you digging it? Are you not buying it? What's just your immediate quick response just now that this is all happening? Right now that we're two weeks in, I think it kind of worked out that last week we were busy with the 300th episode that, you know, we got to briefly touch on it, but we didn't get to really do a deep dive. So it gave some time for things to develop. And we got a better idea this week of how this might actually look with Kenny as AEW champion appearing on Impact and Don Callis as his manager appearing on AEW and some other interactions now. There's not a whole heck of a lot to it so far. I guess the biggest thing now as of this week is we have a trios match coming up. That's going to be what Kenny and the good brothers mm-hmm. against the motor city machine guns and rich Swan, if I'm correct. Right. That is the yes. lineup they're talking yep. about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's going to be at hard to kill. Correct. Mm-hmm. In January. Mm-hmm. So either that is happening on the impact side. So we have a match. We have a trios match going down mm-hmm. with the kind of former Bullet Club that they did even apparently drop the name. So yep. that's kind of interesting because we know there is a bit of a relationship between Impact and a uh, New Japan with Chris mm-hmm. Bay and the Super Juniors. Mm-hmm. But as far as what's happening with Avatar, I like the new presentation of Kenny. I like the idea of Callus as his manager and kind of they're just doing a whole different presentation of Kenny with this different attitude and different swagger where to me, it's not so much about him being the best bout machine anymore. It's about, I've already proved all that. I already have all these accolades and every darn, you know, title known to man. Now that I have AEW title, it's like, I've already done all this. I don't need to work so hard. Mm-hmm. I'll take the shortcut. I'll hit you in the head with a microphone because I've already earned it. I already think I'm the stuff. And if you don't like it, Two damn bats. I think there's a lot you can do with that. I like the idea of that presentation. I'm mm-hmm. very curious about it. Once we start going back and forth between Tuesday and Wednesday, though, I think it gets weird. Because yeah. them showing up on Impact, yeah, it's interesting. And Lord knows that first week it popped a rating. It got a lot of publicity for Impact, but it definitely cooled off this week. Mm-hmm. And the biggest thing for me when I saw that trios match announced is I'm just sitting there thinking, I'm like, okay, if this is going to be interesting in any possible way, Impact has to get some shine because Lord knows of the two, they're not on the same level as AEW. It just, you know, the, the landscape of things. So I think for any legs to be here, Impact got to get something out of this. They got to get something to give them some spark. And obviously, Kenny ain't going to be losing no matches right now, I don't think, even if it's a trios match. Mm-hmm. But I'm looking at the Good Brothers in that match, and I'm looking at the Machine Guns, and I'm looking at Rich Swan, and I'm like, okay, someone on that morphed AEW impact team, bullet club team, they got to go down. They got to go down to, to create a story. We got to Something's got to happen to give impact a spark yeah. or someone from impact got to show up on AEW beyond Don Callis. 
Because mm-hmm. I was holding nothing. That's the big thing I'm wondering here. What's Impact getting out of this? What's their rub other than Don Callis getting a whole lot of screen time? What's in it for the wrestlers on yeah. Impact? That's that's my initial reaction. So let's let's get some more thoughts in here and we can yeah. expand on this. Jamal, I want to kind of rephrase the question a little bit to you after I give my thoughts. Uh, I think, Will, you're absolutely spot on. Uh, speaking to Don Callis yesterday, uh, very much in character, shall I say, but also very much in EVP uh, role where, you know, it's common sense. This makes this, this, all of this makes business sense and it makes money for them. Um, And I think from a really ignorant standpoint of fans, I mean, this could be debatable to the end of the world. You always got to put into perspective the longevity of impact wrestling. It don't matter if 10 more companies come, they're still within the conversation of, you know, the majors of, 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 of professional wrestling. They have shown resilience over all the years and they continue to stay fresh. They continue to find things to to um, to, to 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 be within the talks, to be within the pictures, whatever it may be. A lot of people may not be a fan of them and you may not be, you know, a weekly consumer, but they continue to do things that makes you realize that they are there. If it wasn't the big signings this year uh, within the women's division, if it wasn't the idea of last year or earlier this year, excuse me, of in, uh, excuse me, of intergender wrestling. And mm-hmm. now it's the fact that you're doing interpromotion wrestling. So they're doing things and a lot of people still probably won't give them the respect. But at the end of the day, Don Kyle's, you know, however you want to put this character or no character, you know, he made this happen. And, you know, he says, like, you know, you see Scott DeMore on, D- on TV, but you you, you might want to know, like, who's back in the office making some of these things happen? Who's making these connections? Who's making some of these big movements and signings happen? It, it is what it is. However, the business is being done. And I think that uh, much to Jamal's point, and I really wish it was just something that a lot of people would just keep in their logic whenever you're applying what's happening on TV is that, if Don Callis wanted a, a ticket to just be an AW, he would have did that. The fact that he came, you knew it was bigger business. Now that we're seeing what potentially, you know, or partial what the bigger business is, best believe that there's still bigger. There's the, the question of what's going to be the payoff for impact, we will eventually see. It's no question that he went to the table to have the conversation to delegate business to not get something on their end. Sure, Kenny is 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 appearing. Each and every, but they're friends. So this is something that could have just been happen that could happen organically. But business-wise, how are both businesses wreaking the benefit here? And you know, while we see what's happening for AEW, as you said, what's going to be the big payoff for uh impact? I think that's something we're still going to see. Now, to you, Jamal, really quick, the question I want to ask you is now you you definitely have had a lot of really um, I won't say critical, but you, you definitely had a lot of uh, uh, perception on this that we see, we're, we're seeing this stuff kind of come to fruition here. Now, first things first is that, you know, the match that's happening is happening hard to kill. They're jump skipping their, their, um, they're, they're, they're skipping their uh, network special on Impact Plus, which I thought was the place to do. It. If you want to buy, get people to buy into your app, you know, this is the way to do it. And you were right about how they should have did it. And here we are. Now that we got something kind of in set, 
towards the end of January, what are the steps that they need to take to keep this really organic, really refreshing feel between the two promotions that is just not the same repetitive thing each and every week? What do they have to, what is the hard work that has to be done uh, over the next few weeks as we lead into their big first big pay-per-view of the year? Well, I, I guess the short answer is what's the end goal of this angle? If the end goal of this angle is to merge the collective universe of AEW and Impact in that these are not parallel universes, they they are actually planets within the same universe. And somehow that invisible barrier between the two worlds have been uh, have been broken. Uh, AEW built a rocket ship first. Now. If the end goal of this is to do that and to prove that now, this isn't actually a multiverse, this is only one universe and we can hop from planet to planet, then cool. Let, let's see that. And whatever that looks like. And if that happens to be um, Impact versus AEW in, in a match, or if that happens to be um, people with similar interest versus a, a, another team with a different interest, then that would be you know a thing too. It doesn't just have to be, well, Kenny and the Good Brothers because they have history, um, you know, or, in a, or the Bucks and the Good Brothers because they have history versus Swan and, and, you know, MCMG or, you know, why wouldn't it be Nyla Rose and Jordan Grace who are like, I like you and we're going to destroy everything between the two of us. Um, I mean, these are things. Um, Abaddon and Rosemary is the thing that needs to happen right now. Uh, so that's how here's the deal. If if that's the goal, then that's one thing. If that's not the goal, and the goal is to just test the water right now, this is the prelude to okay. something that actually is going to happen. Maybe not next year, but the year after that when there's fans, and and just the sprinkling the seeds. This is foreshadowing. And for whatever happens right now, it may not add up to nothing right now, mm-hmm. but it does sprinkle the seeds in the future where where you could go. Uh oh, super long term storytelling. Remember when Kenny went over to Nashville? Or, you know, super long term yeah. storytelling. We had like a legit Bullet Club reunion on the, you know, the weekend of uh, New Japan's USA show. Or, I mean, super long term storytelling, these things could kind of happen. So it's really hard to say, you know, what's, you know, what's the end goal and what's the motivations and stuff like that because neither has any, really anything to lose. Obviously, I would argue that impact has more to gain, yeah. but, but nobody really loses anything because if this thing goes belly up, then fine. We walk away. We do what we did the other 50 weeks of the year. And key word, that's why it's not a war because there's no winners or losers yeah. here. There is no, I mean, yeah. I mean, and that's, that's, that's kind of what it is. So I, I think that, you know, if, if, if it is the you know, long-term storytelling and they're just seeing, because to be fair, nobody's done anything like this in the U S in the past 20 years that I can vividly remember off the top of my head. Yeah. Um, Shane McMahon appearing on Nitro doesn't count because they yeah. literally bought the country, the company. You, you know what? Somebody said it on the, um, the conference call yesterday. I, and I had to realize that like the last time something like this happened was when NWA and WWF did something. I was like, Oh yeah. yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> right. so I would say you would have to go back that far because one night stand does not count. 
Yeah. And uh, Nitro does not count. <laughs> so the last time that I mean, historians on here. <laughs> NWA, um, and versus the WWF, I was going to say something like, um, you know, all Japan and WCW. I was going back that far <laughs> because I can't think of any, nothing jumps out at me yeah. in memory where something like this happens on a major, major promotion. Yeah. The Indies work together all the time. It happened, that, that's nothing. I mean, that's that's, that's a WrestleMania weekend. Right. We just had the collective. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's every collective. Yeah, that's, that's called October. Yeah. But for so, something like this to happen, that is, it, it could be the, the something of, um, it could be unprecedented, really. And I think long, long, long-term storytelling, you get your top guy at AEW, which is Kenny. You get your... Um, you know your top, you know, acts and impact. Well, which, well, I'll, I'll say right. this: if 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 that's a a, a blur, or, and also in a second, let me um, we got some members jumping on right now. I want to get them in the show. Also, I also want to say, in case people aren't putting eyes on impact, to what you're about to say, but you're also legitimizing people that you may not realize are top guys. Like, if you aren't a, a if you have not been a regular consumer of the Motor City Machine Guns, you may point at the screen like, who the hell are they? And that's blasphemy. You know what I mean? Or you may say like, well, who's Rich Swan? Or like, that's their champion? And that's also blasphemy. So people like... discovering Chris Bay for the first time. You yeah, know, but I mean, like to be fair, like when was the last time we seen Rich Swan? An MCW show in the middle of the bumfuck Maryland? And, 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 again, and, that's, and that's... I haven't seen since Ring of Honor. And again, that's based on your preference on what you're consuming each week. So really quickly, hold on. Let me get back to this really quickly. I do got Damien finally jumping on tonight. Damien, how you doing today, brother? I'm good, everybody. Thanks for waiting for me. Appreciate it. Oh, we bet with the show just getting started. So let me just drop the theme song right now. Now that Damien is here. But now, seriously. And then I also got a special guest joining the show tonight. My guy, Brian H. Waters. Brian, what's up, dude? What's up, fellas? How y'all feeling? Good, good. Hanging Brian, in there. Brian couldn't have enough of us last week, so he says he 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 needs to be on tonight. And here we are. <laughs> well, appreciate it. Appreciate it. Man. Doubt, so let, let me let me throw it to you all really quick to kind of get your thoughts. Now, again, we've been talking about the possibilities of this AEW impact thing. Now we got two-week dosage of what's happening, the possibilities, really the landscape that they kind of been paving. Don Callis is really uh, been very articulate about what he's been doing over the last few years, and we're, we're seeing the visuals of this now. So the question is now, uh, and really simply, we we'll start with you, Brian. Like, are you buying? Are you selling this? And also, what do you? What do they need to do to keep this kind of refreshing feel going for fans over at least into the next pay per view for uh, Impact Wrestling at the end of uh, January? What do they need to do to keep the interest? Because, like Will said, the numbers definitely sp- uh, spike the first week. Fizzle came this week. What's got to be the mental next week? As well, I say this: Don Callis did say on a call yesterday that ratings and numbers. That's not why he's doing what he has to do. Obviously, in character, but we all know that everything is measured in ratings and demo and all this other stuff this year. So, mm-hmm. as fans and even as reporters or podcasts, whatever you want to be, we all got a, 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 a even the smallest blink of an eye at it. But again, what do they have to do to, in other words, pave more success going forward with them? Um, I think you got to do uh, plants on both shows, right? So I think this would be a great opportunity 
for guys like a Rich Swan or Willie Mack or Moose or somebody to show up on AEW, even if they just mm-hmm. in the crowd yelling at Kenny Omega. It's just sometimes the small stuff or just being in the hallways hanging out. We all know that wrestlers are friends. If we didn't know that when we were children, we certainly know <laughs> it now because of the million, um, the million documentaries on the Monday Night Wars. So we know they're watching. We're watching on Twitter. We see them complimenting each other. So why not have like Rich Swan show up and, you know, say, hey, buddy, to somebody like, I don't know, Joey Janello or Brian Pillman Jr., you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Just the little stuff, just hanging, just hanging out with their friends at the shows. And I think that's where you'll start to see people um, come out and you'll start to see that. Like for me, I honestly didn't know that Omega was going to be on impact this week. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe if maybe I missed it in the channel changing on uh, last Wednesday, but I think that's something that should have been promoted to help to prevent those numbers for fizzle. Now I just happened to turn it on. I'm sitting there playing the game and I'm like, Oh, let me, you know, turn on Twitch on my phone. I said, they definitely took a step back into promoting, not even a question. And and that's the thing for me. Like you, you can't be so arrogant to think, all right, they watched it last week. They're going to come back. You got to constantly promote and drive it down people's throats in order for people to realize. And I think that's where they missed an opportunity. But I think now we may say, okay, perhaps he's going to be there every week. Even if he's not, even if you think of, if you think he will, you're going to tune in. They did it with AEW, did it with Sting. They told us he was going to be there. Why not do that with your world champion? Yeah. Now, Damian, we went to uh, Hard to Kill last year. It's been, man, when you talk about a 12-month <laughs> difference. <there. laughs> well, I mean, again, and, and, and that was a big pay-per-view. They literally spent over three to four months really building the Tessa Blanchard uh, versus Sammy Callahan main event yeah. um, intergender match. Now, we already got the main event for this year now with the Motor City Machine Guns along with Rick Swan versus Kenny Omega and um, and the Good Brothers. What do they have to do to bring that same magic that they brought last year and coming into this year? Um, and again, now you have to think the, the building is shorter now. They got a month, but a they, made, they got something potentially bigger, if you ask me. Yeah, God, especially over the holidays. They're essentially they a week there. It's not going to count at all. They, yeah. they really are under the gun to do this. And I think that's the whole point is the fact that you you threw Kenny into this six man to build off of last week and potentially this week because people were saying, hey, I don't want to tune into Impact to see Kenny talk on a bus to the Lex Express with Don Callis. I would like to see him work <laughs> against someone who's in, uh, I was going to say TNA, <laughs> in Impact. Uh, and we, we saw the tease last week with Swan saying, hey, only the real world champion is allowed to go this way. So it was inevitable that you would have Swan and him cross paths. Did, I know when it was first announced, people were saying, oh, the Good Brothers are already there. We're going to re- reunite Bullet Club. It's, it's so easy. But it's another thing to see it put into, put into play. And I think that because Kenny is the main champ of AEW, I'm not saying it's a bigger deal than Tessa versus Sammy, but it's an easier build because it's okay. One, it's not intergender. There's no stigma. Let's face facts. There's no stigma behind it. Two, this is all part of this whole cross-brand promotion uh, worlds collide thing where we're trying to drum up interest in other facets of professional wrestling. 
the diehards that, you know, the dudes that I'm wearing this hat on purpose because I'm not one of the zealots who is a Bullet Club fan. You know, who if you go to indie shows, you'll see everybody say too sweet after a kick out of two. But those are the people that are going to tune in because they are going to be jizzing on them on themselves to be throwing up two sweets to each other in like Zoom meetings all week in the build up up to it. So you're going to see people paying for this just so they can relive those glory days of like, oh, yeah, remember when the Bullet Club threw up the two sweet every single five seconds and we loved it? Well, we didn't, but whatever. Uh, me personally, I'm looking forward to the match itself because all the people involved save maybe Gallows, is a good worker, good to great worker. And that is what I'm looking most forward to because you and I both know that I'm into the work rate. I'm into seeing people who actually professional wrestle and not sports entertain. But to maintain this through the holiday, Kenny has to jump somebody on Impact again. And then someone has to jump Kenny on AEW during his, maybe his match with Ray Phoenix, maybe it ends in a schmaz where it costs Ray the match unintentionally or one of the good brothers does it to, mm -hmm. to keep the title on Kenny. And then you have the quote unquote war to Jamal's point. I am dying to see Rosemary and Abaddon team up to scare the crap out of people. I will <laughs> drive that bus with him. I want to see Abaddon and Rosemary terrify everybody. And I am all for that. If that's what we get more power to me, but in terms of that, of that event, I think the star power just of Kenny Omega is enough to bring people uh, like I said, the fanboys to the seats, you know, they'll bring the boys to the yard, so to speak. Yeah. yeah. Something, that, something that jumped out at me. We were just talking about there, uh, Damien, that really I noticed this week was now that they've announced this match. You know, they talked about it on Tuesday impacts promoting the hell out of it. Come yep. last night, Wednesday, that match <laughs> did not exist on dynamite. Nope. Everything was about Don Callis and Kenny and about setting up stuff with Kenny in AEW, which I totally get. But that six-man tag might as well not even have been happening. If you only watched AEW, you would have no idea. So exactly. that's, I think, a key thing. Like you said, someone showing up on Dynamite to get at Kenny to promote that match to that audience. If you're not watching Tuesday, that's the thing. They got to get that match in front of that other audience in a way that'd be like, oh, Kenny's going to wrestle on this other show, and it's going to be with the Good Brothers as a team? Oh, I want to check that out. They got to get it to the people. They can't depend on the people coming to Twitch or coming to Impact to find out about that or going online. They got to get something on Dynamite to put a little spotlight on that for, for mm. Impact to get something and, out of it. I think that's and also to Brian's point. To Brian's point, I didn't know he was advertised either. I was working <laughs> a free play. I looked up and all of a sudden I saw on the Twitch stream Kenny and the Good Brothers, and I'm thinking, wait a minute, did anyone? broadcast this that this was going to happen because i didn't know so they are doing a really not saying horrible job but they didn't have the carryover to say hey we got him again maybe it was a last minute thing maybe they just said screw it we'll just throw it against the wall and see if it sticks but it needs to be better promoted you gotta will, promote the hell out of this let's let's talk a little bit about logistics here now aw live each and every wednesday yep. impact is not live where they you know they do their tapings in a bunch and blah 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 blah. The AW uh, is not it, live every Wednesday. All they, they, they recently. No, they they yeah uh, they they do it's live every okay. other show. Um, so this week is going to be screwy, but because of the okay. holidays and stuff like that. But they usually go live yesterday. They will tape a show today, and then they will um, air that next Wednesday and be live the weekend after that. So. Yeah. Okay. So even even still, so it's like it's two two days and then ten days off, something like that. 
I guess you have to kind of start to target. Well, when are they getting ready to do tapings for both shows? Now that this has all been kind of laid out, now that they got their their feedback, now that they kind of now really know how to navigate. I mean, regardless of them being the most intellectual people in wrestling, as Don Callis is building himself, you still don't know the proof is in the pudding until you see the results. So now that you know, now they got two weeks of how this is how the fans and stuff are reacting. You know, you have to kind of go back and recalibrate saying, like, what do we have to do to take things to the next level? And you all are all absolutely right. On the impact side, like, boom. But you got to get your stars over on AEW. You got to get somebody grabbing a mic saying something. If if it's, if if social distancing, if testing, if any of these type of protocols may be an issue of anything, put somebody in the stands. Let them do something. Let them hang out with Darby Allen and just let somebody do something. <laughs> Hell, run a commercial. Play on, a video. Something. Yeah. There's ways to do it. They don't physically have to be there, but you got to get them in front of that other audience so they can see them on their show yeah. on that format. And not with the idea that we're going to get them to come to us. No, you got to go to them. Yeah. That's right, 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 right. Why? Like, like, why is it that we need to see Moose on Dynamite or whatever if they're not starting right here and now? Be- whatever this major angle is that intertwines more than just two or three people. Because for the reason you and Will said, for you, the Motor City Machine Gun, you're like, I haven't seen them since. Okay, because you're not watching on Wednesday. Well, if they, excuse me, on Tuesday, if they ended up on Wednesday, you're just like, wait, what? What's happening with this? Why but should I don't think that's the end goal, though. I don't think it's the end goal right now. I think this is literally preseason. This is just a test. Sure. And they're looking to see how things logistically like react, how people yeah. react to it. Now, because if you say that Moose is on Dynamite, I don't give a shit about that. Also, in the same way that I'm not really following this because I don't really give a shit about Kenny Omega. So right. and again, but you do have people who are. I mean, they live, die, and breathe Bullet Club <laughs> and two sweets and merch from Hot Topic. These people, <laughs> this is all they care about. I mean, we I mean, we talked about this a while ago, but when AEW first came was announced when they were in Vegas, you can look in the crowd and nothing you see nothing but black shirts. Black shirts are very synonymous with Bullet Club shirts. Mm-hmm. Like it, they know their tar- their target audience. When they run in Chicago, the entire crowd is not given merch. But they all seem to appear in the same clothing. And it's because they know they're talking hard. And the thing is, it's a cult following. But if Impact could even breathe a fourth of that, that helps their viewership. Also, they're still not running fans. Now you also got to say, well, what do we got to do to get people in the crowd at some point? Well, these people in Jacksonville coming each and every week. What do we got to do to get them to come up to Tennessee really fast to watch a show? Kenny Omega will bring them. But also, you have to legitimize these other people that they may not know about. I mean, yes, we all know the indies, but these people that aren't on the indies who are signed to Impact, some of them may not know. I mean, you keep throwing out Rosemary name. There's going to be a lot of people who are going to think like, who in the world is this Abaddon knockoff? And that is complete for me. <laughs> so, yeah. so, you know, these are the type of things that I think they need to they need to think about going into the future is like, and I do agree. I do definitely agree. If it's long term, and that seems to be Don Callis' MO. It's like, this has been a plan for two years, and you have to think that she has to be thinking about in the future. But I also think while AEW is scorching hot in their, in their, in their uh, content and their fan base, why not legitimize one person? Maybe Rich Swan is that person, you know, that you want to say like, oh, he's the real deal. 
And we know that. We know that Rich Swan and Kenny Omega on paper is a is, is the match to see anywhere. But do other people see know that? Hell no. Who the hell is Rich Swan? Oh, he used to be in WWE. He was a cruiserweight champion. Oh, I remember that guy. While that is true, he's also been putting in work for like the last two years and and, and rightfully so, and, and and has his own merits on his back that people aren't even recognizing. He just ran a main event with uh with uh, Chris Bay, Chris and Bay. it was mind blowing to me that they said that that was the first uh 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 main event for championship for pay per view of two male competitors since Booker T and The Rock. <laughs> so. Like things like that are just like people will quickly overlook because it's impact. You know what I mean? No one and no one may and they they got their target audience, they got their niche, whatever it may be, and people aren't watching. But you can actually grow your fan base more by just you know make maybe have a paid commercial as well too, whatever it may be, just anything. So um, anyway, before we go to our next topic and our and our quick break, anybody else got any thoughts about this AEW impact relationship um, that they want to add to? Yeah, I think this is the start. This is this is literally, you know, chapter one, verse one of whatever this thing is going to be. I think that they're doing long term, super long term storytelling. And I think that they are choosing not to rush it. It's a very, very, very slow boil. With that, we have uh, Omega and Channing in the championship match um, next week. Dynamite, I think it's next week. Yeah. It's either next week or the 30th. Mm-hmm. Um, so what if... Rich one comes out and interferes. Yeah. What if Moose interferes? Perfect. Perfect. You know, I mean, like these are these are things. Now, you know, the TNT Championship. Obviously, they're busy with Sting and uh, whatever uh, Taz is doing. But then, what if they just jump them and then and then the Nightmare Family uh, or or Darby and all of those guys um, get back up from like I don't know. TJ Perkins, uh, whoever I mean, or you know, <laughs> manic, manic. <laughs> but but the thing is, is that there's like there's definitely room to grow. This is literally the first step, and people, I think, because we live in such an instant gratification society, where it's like, oh my god, think of the implications. Why haven't I seen the implications yet? You guys have failed, and it's only been two hours. So <laughs> I think we, you know, we got we got to calm down a little bit. Um, it will be interesting to see how this goes after the holiday and how long this lasts. Uh, I, w- I hope that this leads, since AEW only does like four pay-per-views a year, maybe this leads to a special crossover event that doesn't count towards AEW's pay-per-view schedule, but it's something that they can touch on once a year. And then, of course, Wrestle Kingdom is coming up in under a month. And both of them have, you know, some ties to that event as well. So who knows? Yeah. I just checked, and Hard to Kill is on January 16th. So they do have a few weeks after New Year's to kind of put the home stretch on this and really drive it in and get some publicity for it. I think all it comes down to is this. Just they need to get – don't worry about, like, we keep bringing whether it's Moose or Abaddon. Don't need to worry about any of these other people yet. You're promoting this six-man tag. Focus on the people in that six-man tag. So get some publicity on Rich Swan and the Motor City Machine Guns see how this six-man tag does, and then you go from there. But just focus yeah. on that core group, since that's the, that is the big match you're promoting. You don't need to muddy the waters with tons of other people showing up. Do mm-hmm. something with that to get that these trios over to see how this match goes in January, and then you can go from there. We got yeah. a whole year ahead of us, but it'll be interesting. We got, now that I know it's the 16th, we got a good, we'll have at least a good two weeks in January. 
to put yeah, the final on. final polish on this once the mm-hmm. holidays are out of the way. So it, it's going to be interesting to watch, see how they do Less this. Less is more in this situation. Uh, we, we don't need it flooded, like you said. We don't need it inundated with everybody in an invasion angle. Just let it play out. Let it let it wet the appetite. And then when finally we build that crescendo where people start locking up between AEW and Impact – at the pay-per-view, and who knows? Maybe they pull a big schmoz and Kenny doesn't even get in the match. But at the same token, we're going to find out, aren't we? And we're going to tune in. So that yeah, works. Da- yeah, Damien, go ahead and put that out in the air. I'll make sure I at you if it comes to fruition. I'm like, yeah, this, 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 this guy right here or this right here. Which way are you? Right here. <laughs> so it's like, remember when I said Kenny didn't even go in the match? Yeah, <laughs> that's what happened. Just Yeah, and I, I would think that Impact definitely would have spoke to, you know, their uh their roster because there's a lot of eagerness about people wanting to face other people so I, i'm pretty sure all of them are pretty much at ease right now as things are to come they're going to continue to promote continue to have fun with it um and also break the walls down of this imaginary thing of people not existing i'm definitely seeing people tweet different now people are definitely not afraid to act other promotions and other people in promotions now so it's definitely a good thing going into 2021 so uh, yeah, I, I kid, like WWE are looking through the window like I want to come out and play. <laughs> <laughs> imagine it, uh, imagine the NXT people. You know that that they so many people live with each other. Yeah, they barely <laughs> meet each other. So <laughs> insert so. the meme they're sitting there. <laughs> oh man! Oh man! Hey everybody, this is Damian G from the Big Gold Belt Podcast. And if you're located in the Dallas-Fort Worth area like I am, and you have an old-school gaming arcade itch you want to scratch, I suggest you go to Free Play Arcade that has three locations throughout the DFW area in Arlington, Richardson, and Fort Worth, respectively. It's got all your classic arcade faves from Pac-Man to Pinball to Street Fighter 2. It is your one-stop shop for all your arcade needs. Add to that a full-fledged bar with multiple beers on tap along with impeccable and strict cleaning and social distancing protocols. It's been rated five stars by the Dallas Morning News for four years running. That is Free Play Arcade. You can find us at freeplayinc.com slash save the arcade, where if you want to contribute and you can't make it out to the arcade, you can purchase gift cards, swag, t-shirts, stickers, coasters, and the like. That is freeplayinc.com slash save the arcade. And I hope to see you there. All right, so... Um, I because I drew a blank. What else do we got to uh, cover for tonight? Um, well, Chuck Norris is on cameo. If anyone cares about that, God. <laughs> oh my God! Now, how, okay, Chuck Norris. Now he's got to be. I would imagine he thinks he's still something, even though it's been just like Walker Texas Ranger days. I bet he is commanding a pretty penny. <laughs> Chuck Norris to sidekick you through the phone. <laughs> imagine it comes with kung fu kicks with Chuck Norris on camera. <laughs> on cameo that would just be so weird but I, i'm all for it i'm trying to look up now to see what it's worth uh see how much see how much, see how much that is out of curiosity while we're figuring stuff out here since sure. we have brian here what, what else is what's what else caught brian's attention this week we got some new faces here and some new voices at the table let's oh, see God. what brian's gotta say what, what else yeah. what in wrestling has got your attention man um that's a good question was it, it's been like a long week. Was it last week when Roman beat up Jay? Oh no, I yeah. think that was the week before. 
Yeah, Last week, week, almost every week, apparently. <laughs> I, I'll tell you, I'll say this though about that whole situation. I understand it, but then sometimes I do get annoyed because I kind of want to see Jay look stronger. Like I get why they put him in this situation where he's like losing, but then I get excited when I see him like finally getting a better Owens, only for him to fall down like later on at the end of the night, and then he get it's like. Man, now you about to go get your butt whooped again. It's just like <laughs> you can't catch a break. I wonder how did they integrate his brother into all of this at some point again? That's and what like, I'm waiting for. Is he still? What's really the status of him? I, I mean, we we know he was limping the, last we saw him, so he's yeah. still he's around, but it doesn't seem like he's 100 percent yet. So, yeah. of course, as we get close, as we get into Rumble season, you know that's when they like to have people suddenly reappear. True. So I, I could see it happening around. There's a lot of people that I'm like, and I think are waiting in the wings, ready to go that come January. We're going to see pop back up. They ain't been around. What does he the may Royal be- Rumble look like in the pandemic? Yeah, well, I think that comes, that comes <laughs> down. Think, how, how, are that. Gonna use, uh, how are they going to use Tropicana Field? Not the well, ring. wrestlers. That's what we can talk like about. That many wrestlers in a ring. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, what, what, what killed me this week with them moving to Tropicana Field, it don't look no different than it did when they were, when they were in the damn uh, Amway Center. Yeah, I ain't gonna lie. I definitely was like, okay. I thought this was supposed to be like a, a, a difference, a big deal, you know, but yeah, I mean, obviously because of uh, what basketball restarting and so on, it, it had to happen. But like, yeah, they basically did the same setup. Um, so it was nothing, it was definitely nothing aesthetically different. And well, Tropicana Field is garbage. I say that being an Orioles fan who, you know, don't root for the Rays. <laughs> but from what I've heard, too, that that's just one of those places. The reason why they can't get support is because it's, it's an armpit. That, yeah. That's why. <laughs> so. yeah no, I've been to the Trop uh, three times. Okay. And it's the second worst stadium I've ever been to. What would be the worst? Because I've been there, too. And the I Oakland Alameda County Coliseum. Really? The, the, the what? The Oakland Alameda County Coliseum. Oh, nah, I've never been there. What would be third? What would be third, yeah. by the way? Uh, the third worst? Yeah. Uh, Wrigley Field. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I you were going to say been. Fenway. Wrigley, okay. No, nah, the, the seats are better at Fenway. Uh, you know, Wrigley sucks. It, it's too small. Um, it's super uh, open. Everything is hideously expensive. Okay. Um, nah, Wrigley fucking blows. If it weren't 100 years old, they would have torn it down. Yeah. Um, like the old Yankee Stadium was better than Wrigley Field, and I hate the Yan- old Yankee Stadium because a the Yankees and b it's in the Bronx, um, and also which means I have to travel to the Bronx to go to Yankee Stadium, which is <laughs> why. As a native New Yorker, I can tell you I'm not a Bronx fan either, so don't feel bad. Like, yeah. I don't because fuck the Bronx. Nobody um, <laughs> goes to the Bronx on purpose. Yeah, yeah, that's. By, by the way, I, I just want to say, by the way, anybody that you know recently may be fans of us, Jamal did this really awesome thing. But two years ago now, well, one year plus a year before that, where he visited every, I think, besides five stadiums in a whole year. That's what I'm talking about. That's on my bucket list. When did I do that? Wasn't it two years ago? Nope. When you hit all of the major, you you were you were hitting most of the major uh, ma- major league stadiums. No, I mean that that's just been like a lifelong goal. And I've and in over the course of twenty years, I've visited um, twenty four out of thirty stadiums. Okay, I'm picking them off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because at least why for me, I go to Phoenix. 
for no reason. Yeah, I was gonna say at least for me when we when when we were talking a little bit about the travel, you was like, yeah, I'm gonna hit a bunch of these. I was just and you were like, right, yeah. basically saying well, which ones had left to see. So. so I've done that before too, where like I would go on like a little road trip, and I've done that where, um, for example, when we went to Chicago a couple of years ago, the one where our gender won the belt, and we mm-hmm. went to the takeover the night before because who the hell would want to go to Backlash? It's gender <laughs> the main event. We, yeah. um, we definitely guys, got out of town. Yeah, you guys flew to Chicago. But I flew to Cincinnati, Ohio, Get the and, house went to, like, and went to three NXT house shows before TakeOver. Yeah. So, yeah, I've definitely done that, too. Like, I was in Toronto for Survivor Series a couple of years ago and went to four indie shows on the way to Toronto, including NXT in Buffalo and Buffalo and stuff like that. <clears throat> so, yeah, I mean, that's, that's a lot of fun. But about Tropicana Field, it's really disheartening that they did not use any of the aesthetics of the field. I really thought that they were going to try to get fans in there in some way. Um, they can pack in, you know, ten to fifteen thousand for uh, Florida Gators, Jaguars, the uh, Dolphins, the Bucks. Uh, you know, Florida has fans, and they are open to fans. So, you know, I, you know, socially distanced, they could have like positioned the ring up against one of the uh, fences out there in the field. You know, there's a big ass uh, Stingray tank in dead center field at yep. Tropicana Field. Mm-hmm. I thought they would incorporate that. You know, they have a video board in right field with a giant orange that says Tropicana, you know, or, or something <laughs> that made it look other than just this closed set inside of a empty warehouse with a tilted roof. Um, and that's, that's another thing, too. I thought they were going to incorporate all of these things because the roof is white on the inside and it has these um, LED lights that sparkle and stuff like that. Uh, the roof is tilted, tilted, so it's like a giant sat on the home plate side of the building. It's it's super weird, but instead they just decided to build a soundstage. So <laughs> cool. Yeah. I, I mean, if they were going to do that, then why move to Tropicana Field when they could have stayed in, um, you know, Orlando and gone to like UCF or something like that? But yeah. whatever. So uh, something else I kind of want to talk about really quick. There is an echo. Who echoing? I no. She's talking about on the uh, in the Tropicana field because oh, on SmackDown oh, oh. there was totally like some bucket sound going oh. on during SmackDown where yeah. it was just it was weird. It may was you know because it was the first episode. I didn't know it was so bad on Raw. Well, on I mean, if you watch a pay per view at like a, a baseball stadium like the Royal Rumble, it does sound different than in, inside of an indoor arena. <laughs> and that's just because you have three, four times the physical space to cover. So yeah. I don't care what you do, unless you, you know, build an actual dome inside of the dome, it's going to sound weird. Yeah. yeah. Maybe it's just that sound bouncing off the roof, being way high up there or something. Yeah. Who knows? It was don't something that was, no, was enough that was a noticeable on SmackDown for sure. Yeah, don't don't scare me with the echo stuff. You now hold the Let me ask this question real quick. I'll, we'll get to Chuck Norris in a second here. Wow. But, get Chuck Norris. <laughs> but but I want to know. We, we we talked about the impact crossover, but we didn't reference who we want to see personally be elevated by this aside from you know the main players. Let's let's put it this way. Impact has been a best kept secret when it comes to tag team wrestling as well as the knockouts division for people who don't typically watch it. So what got me thinking was, okay, now the spotlight will be on impact wrestling for the foreseeable future. Who are some of the people we, we hope 
are elevated because new eyes are on them. Okay. Brian? I'd like to see uh, Kiara Hogan and Tasha Steeles. You know, um, I like what they're doing. I think they're my pick to win the belts. Uh, I mm-hmm. mean, it would be cool to see Jazz and Jordan win it, but uh, they're my picks. I would love to see them get elevated. Um, just getting some of that AEW TV time, you know, that 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 crossover on TNT, I think would be great for them. Can't 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 fake like Diamante and um Ivelisse versus Kira Hogan and Tasha Steels is a banger on paper any given day. Uh yeah, I feel like we've seen it on the indies, but yeah, at the same token, I still would want to see it again. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think that that is kind of the tip of the iceberg of what a lot of us were saying from the jump here. It's like, my God, if you're AEW, that impact women's division is what you need so badly that like that's any of it, anybody, whether it's Jordan, whether it's Tasha, whether it's Ty of Valkyrie, like any of them, I think Rosemary, any of them just getting them some time on there to, to, to beef up and spice up what they have on AEW because it's just the difference in those divisions is huge. And that, that, that's the number one from the number one thing. As soon as they start doing this whole thing, first thing I thought was, like, if I'm Tony Khan, I am looking at that impact women's division. Like, my God, what, what can I do with this? How can I get anybody involved here to, to do to do something to like bolster what I'm doing on Wednesdays? So any anybody, I can't think of anyone I'd be like, you know, oh, no, don't don't bring them in. No, it's like, Lauren, we've been saying it forever that, that the AEW women's division needs Something extra. They've done some stuff with the NWA, but anything that can be added to that on Wednesday nights or on even on dark. I even think the dark. way the matches. I mean, I just think the storytelling isn't there because I always felt the talent was there. Mm-hmm. I just think the way the pen is going to the paper and the execution. That's where I think the issue is. You know what I mean? I think it's like for years WWE has had great tag teams. They just was limited because Vince sees tag team wrestling in a different light doesn't bring him the money the way the singles guys does. And I think with AEW, um, no offense, but to me, I felt like they was really trying to push the Japanese ladies down our throats. And as good as they are, you know, Nala Rose was right there. In- Why not have her go over in her hometown and then be mm-hmm. that person that would be that heel, had a heel run, and then she gets slayed. Mm-hmm. They even announced her from being from DC on that on that uh, first time. I, I, I can't yeah, even believe it. Right. We're all scratching our heads like, "What?" Yeah. <laughs> I could not believe yep. it. I think there was a big like. I think it also might have hit her reality too. Like, wow, did they really not go with me in this? So they, they did I, not want her to be a face in that match against Rio. They were yeah. going out of their way to make sure she did not get cheered in DC. Yeah, reaction is a reaction. I mean, you definitely could have had her go over and she could have got cheered and then she could have easily got off the crowd. <laughs> yeah, that kid did anything. She the crowd was in her hand. Look, I'll say this too. I think I thought I thought you brought up a good point about AEW Dark. I think a really good two people that can use the type of exposure that AEW Dark is creating bigger stars. I mean, Brian Pillman Jr., we all know, but I think AEW Dark did him in the last month way more than MLW and anybody else could ever have done. And even his own last name, AEW Dark just jumped over that and like legitimized him. I think if you took somebody like Ace Austin and Madman Fulton, who I think, first of all, Ace Austin for his age and for his talent is so, so, so criminally underrated that 
you put him and 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 um Madman Fulton against some of these other people in their um AEW tag team AEW dark tag team division, I think he can definitely turn a lot of eyes that will give him that extra little uh push and publicity that he needs. I mean, and he's definitely in Impact's long-term goal. He's he was signed instantly uh when they when they brought him on to a long-term contract. And I think it'll be criminal to let somebody of his talents go. And I think that. That's just the only little thing that he needs is he needs just a bigger stage to really legit legitimize who he is. Cause like his name deserves to be in some conversations that, that is almost non-existence uh, out of people's mouths. So I think that could work. And, and I, I, we can, we can fake the funk all we want or anybody else can fake the funk all you want. I, again, I, I, I love impact. I watch it every week. And I, I definitely consider it within, you know, the top three or four promotions in, 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 in all of professional wrestling. But regardless of the talent, regardless of the uh, the longevity, the resilience, it just doesn't have that big audience that AEW commands. And you can separate AEW and AEW Dark, and they both are very sustainable in their audience. And if you can just, you know... Just care package drop one of your talents on there and say, hey, of Impact Wrestling, and here he goes, and blah, 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 blah. There will be people that's going to be checking him out, as a lot of other talent who came from Dark, now on Dynamite, are legitimate, featured talent that people absolutely look out for. I mean, I, Jamal said this way, 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 way early, and I was kind of like baffled because I was like, what the hell is he talking about? But Joey Janela is the prime example here. I, we all know Joey Janela, but God knows no one knew who he was being on AEW. And bada boom, he had that bang with Kenny Omega that really nobody even talked about. At the point that when you realize that last night's match was Joey Janela versus uh, Kenny Omega 3, I had to think about it for a minute. I was like, wait, when? And I was like, oh, <laughs> that's right. So, I mean, it's just the wonders of what Dark has done and. Dark has been outside of uh, NWA Power. Dark has been the best televised or the 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 best weekly show in professional wrestling. It's elevated talent like no other. Well, look what it's done to the acclaim. They literally just got there, and all of a sudden it's like, hey, here's Anthony Bowens and Max Caster. Wait, didn't they just start on Dark two weeks? Six ago? matches. Same thing with Top Flight. Top Flight was in a couple of matches in Dark, and all of a sudden, boom, they're wrestling the Bucks two weeks later. So. I think Ace Austin, if you want to drop him into dark, I think that might be doing him a disservice. I'm thinking someone along the lines, maybe, you know, no offense to Willie Mack. I love Willie Mack. Get more eyes on Willie Mack. But if we put Willie Mack on dark and you just have him have a banger with, let's say, Will Hobbs or Brian Cage for 15 minutes, that would, that for me would make me want to tune in. Uh, if you put someone, let's say, let's say Kimberly was on dark, right? And you had her wrestling Abaddon. She could act as if she is so scared crapless to, to, to Abaddon's like mannerism and stuff like that. It would be a clash of styles, but it would get you to say, huh, on paper, this doesn't make sense. But for some odd reason, I would want to watch this as opposed to when you put 20 matches on dark to Will's points all the time. Why do you have 20 matches on dark? You got like what? Six, six minutes each. And it's like nonstop action. Go, go, go. You could fill that time up with other impact wrestlers who, who might not have time. Imagine Johnny Swinger's dumbass, you know, part of my French, on dark, you know, with whatever gimmick he's doing now, which I still don't understand. Uh, just watching that play itself out and having like vignettes on dark. It's funny, it's stupid, but I think that's part of what dark is also missing. There's not a lot of 
I don't want to say comedic wrestling, but there's not fun on dark. It's just strictly like an extended version of WWF superstars back in the day or wrestling challenge where one person we know is going over and someone's going to put over three minutes of offense and then get squashed in the end. Something to, to freshen it up, something to make it just in, more interesting. And I think just by implementing the roster from, from again, I was going to call them TNA, from Impact would actually help a lot more than just having 15 matches on a card. I yeah. think you got it all wrong. Dark isn't a show. Like, it, it's, it literally is not a show. It's not presented as a show. It was at first. It is not now. Dark is just a buffet of wrestling. You can take it or leave it. There will be some hits. There will be some misses. A lot of Dark is largely forgettable, but I watch Dark in the same reason why I watch minor league baseball. There's no reason to be sitting in 90-degree weather in Southland, Texas, watching 17-year-olds play baseball. <laughs> Their championship doesn't really matter, but yeah. you're looking to see who the future is going to be. Mm-hmm. That's all it is. It's just tryouts. Scouting. And it, it's tryouts. It's scouting. It, it's all of that. So for an impact wrestler to show up on dark for no reason is kind of a slap in the face to impact. With that said, if you're going to bring people over, they got to come for a reason. As much as I would love to see all of these fantasy book matches happen, it doesn't amount to a hill of beans if there's not some rationale behind it. Now, granted, Brian, you had a great point. Like, well, hey, you know, what if we just saw Moose hanging out in catering? Like, oh my God, it's Moose. What the hell is he doing there? What if we saw, you know, um, Yoshida, who they don't know how to book a woman's champion, you know, <laughs> uh, if we saw Sheeta and she's like, I have my 900 day open challenge. And then Sue Young comes out. I mean, these they still have the element of surprise on the side of AEW because it is Impact, and that means that 99% of the U.S. hasn't seen these people. But it, it, it kind of squanders that element of surprise if they just bring them out with no rhyme or reason. So I think, yeah, obviously the women's division of Impact infiltrated AEW is what needs to happen. But if I can get, you know, Rhino versus Real Hobbs, uh, that would be pretty pretty awesome. Darby Allen versus Crazy Steve would be pretty damn awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, Scorpio Sky versus um, Eric Young is a match that I would like to see. I mean, so yeah, we can fantasy book until the cows come home. Okay. But then after the match is over, <laughs> then what? They get back on their buses right. and go back to Nashville? Can I, can I ask you a question? And I, and I thought your perception of what Dark was is interesting. I, I look at Dark as a showcase. That's why I, like, I, I don't need it to necessarily make sense. I think it's almost like an independent show where you have feature attraction versus feature attraction. Book it. And again, I just think that I think that Dark is just booked better than Dynamite more consistently. Well, it's just think that independent show. It, that's the thing. That's what I'm saying. Like, we, so we agree on that in that, like, you go to a minor league baseball game because you have 12 bucks and you want to see some baseball and you don't really have to think much about it. But it, it's what it is. But do, you, do, do, do we consider Dark as the minors now? I mean, some people are almost willing to you say that. Did, Dark. Yeah, it's double A baseball. I, I, I initially did until Dark just started feeling different. Dark, well, started, dark started feeling like a legitimate second show. I mean, and, and I know I'm not the only one because everyone, every time they get in the, in the in the media calls, the first thing they say is, is Dark the second show? They're like, no, Dark is well, that's, still that's Dark. That's only because they announced that the second show is coming sometime next year. 
And and obviously, they, since they have a secondary program with 42 matches on in the show, hey, are you testing this long format because you, we know that you're coming with a second show because you said so? Nova Pro still holds. Nova Pro still holds the record for most uh, matches on the show at 20. Longer than WrestleMania. <laughs> How many matches? Twenty-one. God, geez. I mean, if if we want to take the AEW dark name for mm-hmm. what it is, then heck, heck, you could look at it as the idea. Okay, these are all just dark matches, so yeah. they're all just tryouts. And but, hey, but, but they, they but they count on folks' records. So yeah, I mean, I'm going to say they, they, they want to lean into it more. They can maybe say, okay, you know, none of these matches count on records. But I think part of it is you know they want they need those matches to be able to pad that whole win loss record they, thing. They, just like Damian said, the claim has came in. They're six and zero, and then their right. first match on Dynamite. Then they're like, we want the Bucks. The Bucks like, yeah, let's make it happen. Big Swole, whether she's on Dynamite, whether she's on Dark, she's gone undefeated. So it's just like these things count, and I get, and, and that's why I said like. It feels like a, a a a showcase because you do get well uh, unknown A versus unknown B or unknown A versus established A. Right. And this is like things and it's like boom. Whatever. This is like a league of McDonald's yeah. high school all Americans though. It, it's, yeah. it doesn't. I mean, like it's a showcase for the talent, but as far as the other you know ramifications, we don't really have to care. We want to just see who the individuals are and the work that they're putting into. Because we know they're going to the next level. And, That's what NXT used to be before it became the, the second 2.75 uh, brand. It definitely ain't the third. Um, <laughs> That's not very friendly. <laughs> I, I gave it an extra quarter. But, <laughs> but the idea is, is that you know Dark can get away with just having 50 shows and being two and a half hours long. It's because it's just matches. You're not I, missing anything by investing in Dark. But that's also why I like it because I hate storytelling and wrestling. That shit bores me. Just and, wrestle. And that's, goddamn and, that's, well already. and that's why I'm just not mad if somebody coming on there for a featured match and they, you know, they obviously go going to call commentary to say this person's from blah blah blah, and it's just like, yeah, you can watch them each and every weekend, week on Tuesday. I, I to be honest, I don't want them to be sortly instated into a dynamite uh, storyline because that may not potentially go well. As number one, you can't you can't bring no women over because then it's 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 definitely a rival. So you 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 have to put them on dynamite where it's that person versus that person and bada boom. But like it's always that it's always that 50-50 of like, well, you're gonna bring in a feature person versus Cody, who's gonna clearly put himself over. Like it's it's this it's too much to stir away from on dynamite, which I just want to see people come over to get a little bit bigger of an audience to grow their brand just a little bit, just because their talent is there, but the audience may not know. So come on dynamite where I think, I mean, I don't, I don't know, but I would assume more people watch dark than dynamite because of the accessibility. Wait, what? I, I would assume that more people watch dark. Don't, than assume, dynamite. don't, don't assume that. I mean, I don't know, man. I, I, that's I'm you that's not close. In the 30,000, 40,000 uh, views. Yeah, it's, it's not even close. But, you know, okay, I, I mean, I it, I, my biggest thing about Dark, and I'm, I'm glad Jamal put it the way he did, is me being a baseball fan as well, it, it, I got a different perspective of it. That's why I always enjoy the show. Because um, I was sitting there, and I'll turn it on while I'm working, and I'm like, okay, this person's on. Oh, man, they're going to lose. You know, And I think the thing that turned me off was that you see in – Indie person who's, you know, indie person come in facing an AEW person. We know the indie person going to lose. 
And that was the perspective I had. And that was the thing that annoyed me with it. I was like, all right, like, for instance, Casey Lennox was on there. I was like, all right, cool. Casey's on dark. Uh, but she's going against um, Ivalice. We already know how that's going to go. Where I was saying a few weeks ago on my show, I would want to see, as far as like, you know, like you said, being a showcase, seeing, you know, maybe a couple indie people go against each other and then it's a toss up. But then seeing some of the lower car AEW wrestlers go against each other and then it being a toss up. So I think for me personally, it was just that I felt most of the matches were predictable. Well, let me, let me ask you this, and the counter to that that I would say is that that's kind of the point. It's not necessarily, you know, if you're up there in Frederick and you're watching, you know, the Keys play, you're not thinking, uh-oh, this is our year. We're about to come through. Double-A championship. We're about to do it. Like, no. It, it's like, what will this, what will the Orioles look like when they were affiliated because they just lost that? But what will the, the Major League team look like who is going to be the future of the major league team? And that's mm-hmm. happened to minor league baseball and minor league hockey and the G League all over the country. That's why we have, you know, the college sports and the, the high school showcase games. And that's exactly what this is. So okay. that's why I would say if you're going to showcase somebody, I wouldn't say, like, bring over Okada and have him on dark and, and be like, <laughs> bring me your champion. Like, no, what the hell? If he's a big deal, then you can build him as a big deal. And then yeah. and do that on Dynamite. What yeah, I think we're getting at, real quick, I think one, one thing we're getting at is, number one, AEW needs a separate, second show desperately. That show needs to be at least an hour. Uh, if they're not going to have wrestling, it should be 60-40 uh, storyline building, and Dynamite should go to 60-40 wrestling. They should supplement each other. Okay. In the same way that Sunday Night Heat supplements Raw the previous day. Um, as far as Dark goes, all dark is is minor league baseball or star search or the big three. You're not watching because you're invested in a champion. You're watching to see what these people that you have not previously heard of got. And for me, that was Island Angels when he took on Kenny Omega and Ray Phoenix. For me, that was Preston Vance. For me, currently it's Cesar Bernoni. For me, you know, and, and, and for me, it's Red Velvet. These are names that are now on my radar because they were on dark. And now because of that, I'm like, well, shit, Vader Scott was on commentary. Let's go. And then you have Peter Avalon and, and Brandon Cutler. I'm not a West Coast wrestling fan. That's apparently a thing that they've been doing for many, many years. Now the, now the country's seen it. Cool. And it, there's so much more of that because Tom Flight came out of Minneapolis. Now I need to be in Minneapolis for wrestling. So that, I think, by taking Dirk for what it is allows you to extrapolate on all of that. And if you're familiar with the Indies, you know that House of Glory, well, basically New York, has been raided and sent to Jacksonville. Mm, and yep. you know that you know, Southern <laughs> California has been raided and sent to Jacksonville to show up mm-hmm. on Dark. But who's next? I don't necessarily need Faye Jackson to go 6-0, and but I definitely want to see her on Dark. Sugar Duncanton got himself over somehow. And now, you know, that was what it was. So, and, uh, and I'll have in the news, Ben Carter signing with WWE after his appearance on Dark. That's, that's what it's for to see who's going to the cream rising to the top, not necessarily to be like, yo, we need 17 dark belts. Well, that makes sense. Cause you know, I, I'm glad you put it that way. Cause I was looking at it more like a shotgun Saturday night type of deal right. where you had people. Oh, fuck. Steve Blackman again. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? I was actually just watching, um, 
was a capital carnage from 98 back in uh, December 98, and it was him versus yeah. Shamrock. <laughs> Literally <laughs> yesterday, just randomly put the uh, pay-per-view on. Um, but yeah, yeah, I was looking at it from a shotgun Saturday night standpoint where you have, like like I said, the lower cards, but then in the main event, you would have somebody who's on a mid-card, but you want to see. But I'm glad you put it that way. Yeah. By the way, someone told me the other day that they're booking WWE's booking Matt Riddle like Steve Blackman, and now I can't unsee it. <laughs> what? We're, no. about, we're about one month away from putting a, a cheese head on, you know, on Riddle where he tries to pitch it as a product, and it's like, <laughs> oh my god, this is like cheese head all over again or head cheese. <laughs> yeah, oh, he ain't quite Al Snow yet. He ain't falling that far. Uh. <laughs> Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, so for those I mean, who are curious, before we get out of here, two champs, uh, do we think t- uh, Chuck Norris, legendary Walker, Texas right. Ranger, uh, legendary Kung Fu master who may or may not have beaten Bruce Lee in a real fight, uh, do we think he is above or below $300? Chuck Norris. I'm going to go above. I stand by my original thinking that yeah. he thinks he's still the man. He's still thinking he's missing in action. He's still Walker, Texas Ranger. More than 300. Also, the Walker, Texas Ranger reboot is coming. Um, oh, I would assume else. that he's going to have some role or cameo or something in that. Cameo. <laughs> Gotta be a producer. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's definitely he's definitely up. And I think it, it fixed the gimmick. He has to be, you know, almost untouchable so definitely up three hundred dollars is a weird mark too so yeah definitely up brian i'm sticking with my first instinct of saying below i'm gonna have i'm gonna have faith in humanity on this one (laughs) (laughs) uh i'm gonna go with um above 300 not because of all the other stuff but because uh chuck norris is like a, a closet televangelist so he has that uh side rolling for him at three hundred and eighty dollars, mm-hmm. Chuck Norris is above the three hundred dollar mark, but he is using an old picture of himself to market his cameo. Well, sure. people have paid for this. How, how, did, he, how did he land on three eighty and not four hundred? Very Taxes. interesting. Taxes. Yeah, probably evens out. Probably evens out to three fifty or something. <laughs> Who and, not, and not for nothing, he's sporting the HBK crooked eye thing. Now that I'm looking at the, the, the photos, I'm like, oh, yeah, you are doing the HBK route. I we, understand. We know what Damien won for Christmas. Not that. Oh, so go ahead and uh, go ahead and uh, jump in his uh, cash app, y'all. And, uh, <laughs> Ask Coach Damien G if you want to give me a cash app. But no, not for Chuck Norris. I would rather pay a cameo for Antonio so he can oh. recoup some money back. We're losing all that money with Alexa what He looks like I'm at this point now. I, I thought he would have been done, but I definitely want to know what this guy looks like. Now. I hope he looks like Zach Efron. She <laughs> <laughs> would have said yes if he did. Uh, nah, but Jamal, but yeah. Yep. Should I what? proceed? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. My bad, my bad, my bad. Yeah. Okay, so, um, so we're, it's past my bedtime, so I'm going to keep it quick. Um, Sasha Banks, uh, she responded to somebody on the Twitters or the Instagram, one of the damn things, uh, Club Penguin, and she uh, somebody asked her about uh, Queen of the Ring tournament and possibly an Evolution 2. 
she says that she's for the idea, but obviously we've been waiting for a long ass time for evolution. So if you really want it, kind of got to go uh, tweet Vince McMahon about it because surely Vince McMahon is updated on his Twitter. Uh, Jim Ross got a bunch of uh, flack for his criticism of the AEW roster. Uh, basically, he doesn't like how uh, when a spot is set up where you have a guy on the top rope and the entire roster huddled under the ring or you know, out on the outside to catch him. Uh, so in a glorified stage dive or at a rock concert, uh, Brandon Cutler responded on, um, on, on the Twitters as well to uh, Ross's comment, not directly, but it's a seven-on-seven, 14-man tag match that, that got skimmed down to, to six-on-six because uh, Wardlow has a family issue, uh, so I hope that is going well for him, whatever that was. But uh, Brandon Cutler said last week that uh, this Wednesday, seven-on-seven, we're going to go outside, cluster up like coils, and stand there in the, in the huddle, friends and foes together, side-by-side, side, and catch some leaping idiot over the top. Can't wait till 8 o'clock on TNT. Um this kind of leads to the theory that, you know, Ross is a little bit more out of touch than people realize. But then to Ross's credit, it does look kind of stupid when you're waiting for a move to happen or especially on dark, because a lot of these people haven't worked together um, or are very new to the business where their arm is just sticking out because they're waiting for that arm drag to happen or yeah. their leg is literally dangling there while they're waiting for a dragon screw to happen. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going with option B with you on this one. And also, I don't know if you all seen, but uh, uh, Vicky Guerrero, when she came out with Nala Rose yesterday, I mean, she literally was facing the stage the entire time as we knew someone was coming because she did not care about anything that was happening in front of her. She's completely looking directly like at the stage. It was so foreshadowed. I was like, this is super tacky. But like, yeah, I, I definitely agree with option B of Raw Series. Yeah. yeah, but on the she, other side, Ross did say, uh, you know, to have like reacting to that was like, look, it's a spot, it's a trap, it's a trapeze act. I don't buy into that. The DDT is a great finish and should be used as such. So I think it is a clash of the generations. And Ross does sound like an old man yelling at these damn kids to get off his lawn. But then again, Ricochet wouldn't have been a wrestler in the '60s. Here's you the know. thing. Here's the thing, though. There's another thing that people should also take into account. That should be something that Raw should be bringing up. There's another way to look at this. How about the camera people shouldn't be shooting everyone standing there with their arms up waiting for the dive? <laughs> like cut, cut to that shot when the dive happens. Don't right. show them all mulling around, getting together to do it. Just put the camera on something else and obscure that part of the process until you absolutely need to see it. I think that's part of it too, is like, you'll get these camera shots where everyone's just like, yeah, he says they're huddling up and they're standing there. And it's like, okay, yeah, you're telegraphing exactly what's going to happen. Shoot it in some different way where that part doesn't get shown. You can do that too. So yeah. I don't know, there's different ways to do it. Yeah. 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 So well, basically, it, yeah, it's fine. Uh, so basically um, I think it's a little bit of both. Um, and it is kind of like the old man yelling at the cloud. Uh, Aubrey Edwards, uh, she is selling one of her uh, referee shirts uh, to support code.org, uh, which is a computer, um, computer yeah. science program. Uh, so basically, it's uh, good for her if you want to auction, uh, bid on the auction for that uh, for one of her ref shirts that she used in ring, donate.code.org. Uh, Impact is having the Super, uh, Super X Cup tournament starting January 9th. Uh, which should be very interesting. 
Ben Carter, who kind of made his claim to fame on Dark, is now in a member of NXT uh, UK, because that's still a thing. Uh, Ring of Honor, they may be having new production updates and... Um, oh my God, it's, it, it is a god. Yeah, uh, that's quarter of the Five Foot Select. Uh, who knows what that's going to look like after Ring of Honor starts in full. And lastly, I don't, I didn't know that the Firefly Inferno match is a thing until now. But Hell in a Cell is this weekend, and that's a thing that's going to happen because people need to see Randy Orton versus The Fiend again. TLC news. this weekend. Yeah, what? right, TLC. Yeah, yeah, yeah TLC. TLC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, what's what the Firefly Inferno is going to be? I don't know. Is that does that mean we're going to get the flames? But like the puppets are going to be out there too. So <laughs> I'm curious, fellas, fellas, fellas. Don't get too overzealous here. This is going to be CGI galore. You're going to see flames <laughs> from the top and all types of pyro and all types of. <laughs> Look, it, don't don't be <laughs> what you think it is. This is going to be as wacky as you think, but we'll see. We'll see. Anybody else got any other closing thoughts tonight so I can uh and sign us off so uh Jamal can hit the sack? Uh just thank you. I appreciate the invite as always. You know, I enjoy the show. Um, so thanks for having me. Producer, mute him, please. Mute him. He's talking about thank you. <laughs> Brian Waters <laughs> is back this week, folks. <laughs> <You're muted. laughs> thank us. It's always a seat at the table for you, brother. No, you know, um, like I said, I'm here going to break. So I was sitting yeah. here playing PK and you hit me. <laughs> I was like, yeah. no, that's, that's, that's my guy. That's my guy. <laughs> Definitely follow him on the Twitter at Brian H. Waters and obviously his brand at Wrestling Round, also on Twitter. Uh, get abundance of wrestling news, uh, sports, intellectual conversations, all that other good stuff. Uh, Brian is working very hard, but much like us, we will also be taking a break in January, as I say, in the beginning of the show. So you can catch us back um, after the conclusion of this episode, plus two more. Um, and we'll be back in February uh uh, as we get back to our regularly scheduled program. Oh, I got it but, confirmed with the real Dwayne Allen. He says to go. Okay, okay. Then we will we'll be having the entire wrestling round <laughs> at some point on this show. So looking forward to that as well. But as always, so thank you everybody who tuned in tonight. Again, I want to also thank everybody who tuned in last week for our 300 episode celebration. That was so much fun. Um, uh, get to really talk to different people and uh, really recap uh, our five year 300 episode uh, milestone so that would do it for tonight for us everybody we'll catch you all uh back next thursday oh i will disclaimer this too because next thursday because of the holidays next week's episode will not be live uh but the episode will be available for you on thursday for listening purposes and that's also for the following week as well uh so definitely stay tuned uh for those episodes to drop for uh for your listening purposes um i guess we're going to say early thursday i don't know we'll figure out time you'll see can follow us on the twitter we'll you'll get all our information there at yeah, christmas group yeah yeah and uh, also because damien spoke up make sure you hit his cash app so he can get his christmas gift of chuck norris <laughs> nah, nah. If, if any of my friends even remotely try to get me chuck norris we are no longer friends anymore just putting it out there so mimi i know mimi i know you're watching and listening do not get me a chuck norris thing Please, if you can't get if you can't get Chuck Norris, he he'll take the other expendable and Terry Crews. So hit him up, y'all. No, I'd rather get Dolph Lundgren. What are you doing? No. <laughs> All right, y'all, we're out for the weekend. Thank you so much for listening. We'll catch you next week. Oh,